WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Friday will make a week since the United Auto Workers strike against the big three automakers started. In a social media post this week, UAW President Sean Fain said Friday it was also the deadline for some progress in negotiations, so the strike will expand. If we don't make serious progress by noon on Friday, September 22nd, more locals will be called on to stand up and join the strike. Automakers say they're trying to negotiate a deal that respects the workers while keeping the companies competitive. The auto workers are seeking pay increases comparable to the pay increases Big Three CEOs have received in recent years. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved several infrastructure projects. At a meeting last night, they authorized the reconstruction of Division and Columbus Streets. The work will be done by Northern Construction Services at a cost of just under $3 million. The project will include replacement of the sewers, water main work, asphalt paving, curbs and gutter work, and sidewalk improvements. Also Monday, commissioners authorized a fire hydrant replacement contract, also with Northern Construction, in the amount of $185,000. This will replace five hydrants around the city and include the installation of line stops to allow for future hydrant replacements. Finally, on Monday, commissioners approved a contract with B&Z Company for the replacement of sidewalks in several locations. They'll be working on Thresher, Monroe, Union, Hastings, and Territorial. More sidewalks could be added later if more funding comes in. The sidewalk contract is for $293,000. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety has put out an advisory to residents about coyotes running around in town. On Facebook, it says everyone should use caution and stay away from the animals. Michigan Department of Natural Resources Wildlife Outreach Coordinator Rachel Leitner tells us coyote attacks on humans almost never happen. Coyotes attacking humans is extremely rare. It's certainly something to keep an eye out for, especially if you've got exposed trash or things that might be emitting food odors that it could certainly attract wildlife, including coyotes. So what should you do if you encounter a coyote? If you do see a coyote, they have a remarkable fear of humans and they tend to flee as soon as they see you. So stand your ground, make a lot of noise, and that coyote will flee the area. Residents are advised to keep a close eye on smaller pets if coyotes are known to be in the area. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says the animals are not friendly and everyone should keep their distance. Incidentally, it is legal to hunt coyotes year-round in Michigan. Check state and local regulations, though, before taking any such action. The company that manages the South Haven Farmers Market has gotten a five-year contract extension from the city. The city council approved it this week after previously postponing the five-year extension due to a handful of vendor complaints. At a Monday's meeting, though, the council heard from uh, more vendors, this time in support of laser property management. One vendor said she has more than 10 years of experience with the market. And I've seen it poorly managed, and I've seen it managed very well. And I would say right now, Brad and Jean have been doing a fantastic job. It's been improving every year, and I really don't see any reason why they shouldn't get a five-year contract because they're working with us to make it better every year. City Manager Kate Hosier said the city did a survey of vendors and learned despite the couple of complaints the council heard in August to most support the management. I also wanted to say that we heard comments that maybe there were some inaccuracies in the, in the accounting of the farm market. I can tell you, and I've shared this with some of the council members, we did do an audit of what the farm market financial records are, not only what we have received, but also we have seen what the farm market manager has turned over. We have seen that those are reconciled. We do not see any issues there. 
Hosier said the five-year contract extension adds new language about a formal grievance process and signage regarding dogs. The council then approved the five-year deal. A man charged in a 1995 murder in Van Buren County has been sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. Juan Luis Solis Reyna was arrested in Mexico last October for the murder of Jose Cruz Armijo Araguin. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says Solis Reyna fatally shot Armijo Araguin and dumped his body in a Decatur vineyard on April 24th of 1995. He then fled to Mexico. Solis Reyna was extradited back to Michigan and following his arrest last year with the victim's family saying they wanted closure. A jury trial of Solis Reyna took place in the 36th Circuit Court in July and he was convicted. The Sheriff's Department says Judge Kathleen Brickley handed down the 25- to 50-year sentence this week, along with another two years for a felony firearm charge. The sentence came after emotional victim impact statements given by several family members of Armijo Araguin. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources is urging everyone to help prevent the spread of the invasive spotted lanternfly. DNR Invasive Species Coordinator Joanne Foreman tells us the spotted lanternfly is found around the eastern U.S., It's so far only shown up in Oakland County in Michigan. She says the bug is a nuisance that sucks sap out of trees and drops out a sticky substance that attracts insects and generates mold. The DNR asks everyone to keep an eye out for it. What we really want people to do is to check, especially if they're traveling in from states out east that have infestations of spotted lanternfly. Check your vehicles, check anything you had outdoors with you. Make sure you're not letting them hitchhike on your gear or your vehicles into Michigan because it only really takes one to lay some eggs. The DNR has launched a campaign called See It, Squish It, Report It for the spotted lanternfly. Foreman says anyone who sees one should do just that. An adult spotted lanternfly has a yellow and black abdomen and bright red hind wings and black spots when its wings are open. We'll have a link to more information on the bug at our website. The Berrien Community Foundation has passed its goal for the Food for Good Challenge, which it started to help Feeding America West Michigan mobile food pantries meet a fundraising gap. Foundation President Lisa Cripps Downey tells us not only did Berrien County come through with raising $20,000 to help, but the food for good efforts going to continue. We know that this need is not going away. In fact, as we talk to food pantries and we continue to stay in touch with food pantries, we know that the need is continuing to climb. And so we are going to keep the food for good fund open and we're going to continue to watch that need. Cripps Downey says in addition to the challenge, grants totaling $36,000 from the food for good fund were awarded to eight traditional food pantries by the Berrien Community Foundation. She says 14% of Berrien County residents are food insecure, and that's only getting worse as prices are high. The Food for Good program will support food pantries around Berrien County. You can donate at berriencommunity.org slash foodforgood. There will be a cleanup event at Waco Beach this Saturday. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton tells us they're working with the Alliance for the Great Lakes to pick up trash and log what's found. She says that similar events have been held in the past with great success. As part of the event, Hamilton will give a presentation on water quality preservation. We're so lucky to have 84% of North America's fresh water right here and Lake Michigan and the Great Lakes. So it's really important for people to understand what role they can play and help protect not only the Great Lakes, but all of our creeks and rivers and streams and wetlands and lakes in the area. Hamilton says this Saturday's cleanup will start at 10 a.m. Those who take part will receive free water bottles and donuts. You can register online or you can register at the event. We'll have a link to more information on our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report.
WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Negotiations are continuing between the United Auto Workers Union and the big three U.S. automakers as thousands of workers continue striking for a fourth day today. According to UAW President Sean Fain, workers from ore plants could walk away from the job if no progress is made between the two sides by the end of the week. ABC's Alex Prochet is at one plant in Wayne, Michigan, where he says striking workers are doing what they can to help each other by helping with child care, food, and other essentials. There is an optimism among many of these workers, but they're also gearing up for possibly more workers going on strike. We know UAW President Sean Fain has set that deadline for the end of the week uh, for negotiations to either progress or possibly take uh, more plants offline. Well, this is how these UAW workers are planning to fill in the gaps if that is the case. Figuring out ways to support each other uh, so that they're able to really kind of sustain uh, in the long run. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says Russia is weaponizing everything from food and energy to abducted children in its war in Ukraine. And he's warning other world leaders the same could happen to them. Zelensky spoke today at the U.N. General Assembly's annual top-level meeting. He noted the war's effect on global food and fuel supplies highlighted the situation of Ukrainian children who were taken from their families after Moscow's invasion. Russia has not had its turn yet to address the assembly. Meanwhile, President Biden spoke today at the U.N. General Assembly in New York. Biden, in one theme of his remarks, talked about how all member states can come together to solve common challenges. Here's ABC's Rick Klein on Biden's remarks concerning climate change. Younger voters in particular are prioritizing climate change as a voting issue. They need to act on it in the same way for it to rise to the center of politics. We see it kind of come and go with, with the weather, frankly, in terms of the way that people are, are thinking about climate change. But I think the rallying cry has as much to do with the importance of, of this as a domestic political issue as it does as a world growth and sustainability issue. Um, by Almost by definition, anything that we do on climate change doesn't happen in a vacuum. You need cooperation of the world community, and you also need a domestic audience that's bought in. Also, President Biden has made his case before the U.N. General Assembly that the world must remain united in defending Ukraine against Russian aggression. In an address in New York today, Biden warned no nation can be secure if, quote, we allow Ukraine to be carved up as he tries to rally support for Kiev's efforts to repel a nearly 19-month Russian invasion that has no end in sight. U.S. president called on world leaders not to let support for Ukraine diminish, and he argued that Russia is counting on countries to grow tired of prolonged conflict in Kiev, which would allow it to, quote, brutalize Ukraine without consequence. Biden is scheduled to host talks Thursday at the White House with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Today, the FEMA administrator went before Congress to testify on the issue of disaster readiness, response, and recovery. Following recent storms in Florida and wildfires in Maui, more from ABC's M. Wynn. Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Chairman Sam Graves pointed to the recent disasters across the country, saying he hopes new congressional reforms can help remove red tape amid any recovery process. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell agreed, saying climate is exasperating disasters across the nation. Increase in the intensity, the severity, um, the length of recovery, the complexity of the types of severe weather events that we're responding to. Criswell says she's looking forward to seeing if lawmakers can help streamline the process to do direct repairs to homes in the wake of disasters. Emwin, ABC News, Washington. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is trying to accomplish what at times seems impossible. The Republican Speaker is working to convince his colleagues to come together to pass a conservative bill to keep the government open. But it has little chance of actually preventing a federal government shutdown. Whatever Republicans come up with in the House is expected to be rejected by the Senate, where Democrats and most Republicans together want to fund the government. 
With time dwindling, plans for a Tuesday test vote were scrapped as negotiations resumed. Congress faces a September 30th deadline to reach a deal, but even a popular defense bill was turned back today as conservatives press for cuts. And Russell Brand is facing more fallout after starting startling sexual assault accusations were made public over the weekend. Here's ABC's Jason Nathanson. Russell Brand has over six and a half million followers on his YouTube channel. We have Tucker Carlson with us. He posts a daily show talking about politics and conspiracy theories. YouTube now says that because of the sexual assault allegations against Brand, it won't allow ads to run and Brand to make money from the channel. The company saying in a statement, quote, if a creator's off-platform behavior harms our users, employees, or ecosystem, we take action. And in a rare move from the BBC, it's removing Russell Brand content from its streaming services, saying the shows now fall below public expectations. Brand says he never did anything illegal. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.